The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Good morning. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I don't know if it's morning when you're listening to this or the afternoon or the evening, but wherever it is or whenever you listen to this podcast, welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell. I am the executive minister, senior assistant minister, and the director of the Johnny Coleman Institute at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the senior minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. Today, I have a special guest, a friend, a sister in the movement, a powerful minister, a powerful visionary. She's been on the show before. You've heard her before, the Reverend Celeste Frazier. How are you doing there, Reverend Frazier? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Beautiful, beautiful. So, uh, Reverend, I'm going to say Reverend Celeste because that's what I'm used to saying, not Frazier. <laughs> Reverend Celeste, to, today we're going to be talking about the Celebrating Our Soul Conference at Unity Village. And I brought you on because I believe that this conference is exceptionally important. And I want to just go over some of the basics, what it is, what it's about, et cetera, et cetera, and give my listeners an opportunity, if they choose to do so, to show up and support this movement, support this conference and whatever comes out of it. So first of all, Reverend Celeste, the Celebrating Our Soul Conference at Unity Village, what is it? It is exactly that, a celebrating of our soul. I actually got the download one time after coming out of the shower, and we had been arguing about the name of it for months. And I was like, well, that's perfect. And nobody pushed back on it. Because what it represents is um, not only a celebration, but our soul. You know, in, in New Thought, the soul is the place where you receive, but it's also the place that everything is created from. You know, it's that essential part. And soul, especially in terms of Black people, is so relevant because we get to tie in our music, we get to tie in our food, we get to tie in those things that make us uniquely Black. And, and so to have a plethora of organizations and bring forward the Black populations from those communities and more, it's not just limited to Black people, everybody can come but everybody who is presenting is of African descent and everybody who is on the planning team is of African descent. And what we're doing is we're taking a lot of our luminaries and presenting that message of what soul means and just have a big old family reunion because we share the same truth, we share the same kinds of life experiences and we're here to uplift each other and anybody else that wants to come. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So we're talking about a conference for people of African descent, 
but it's not only for them. It's just the presenters are all of African descent and the conference is built around the ideas that are important to our culture. Yes. Yes. All right. So when is it? August 11th through 14th, 2022. Beautiful, beautiful. At Unity Village. And how right, do that's they... Thursday through Sunday. Yeah, Thursday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. All right. And we already mentioned that it's at Unity Village. And if you're in the New Thought Movement and you've never been to Unity Village, I would highly recommend you go. This is a great opportunity to go to the Unity Village. I often call Unity Village the Mecca of the New Thought Movement because of not only the size of it, it's literally like its own city. <laughs> it's on campus and farms and trails and homes and golf courses and everything you, you know you want to do. But most importantly, it just has a piece about it. You know, you know, you and I have both been there several times, and it's just a, a place of, of prayer, of uplift, uplifting consciousness, and just the vibration, the tone there. Just you can feel it. So when you bring yeah. all of these powerhouse speakers, all of this consciousness, all of this prayer, all of this meditation to a place that already has that, we're talking about something that's spiritually explosive you know yes. as, as it's, it's 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 you know as uh jj evans used to say on good times it's dynamite <laughs> yeah <laughs> so well it's a, def- it's a vortex and yes. then like you say you're bringing that level of consciousness into the vortex it right. has to it be explosive right 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 absolutely so who will be on the program we have James Trapp, Celeste Frazier, Derek B. Wells, Bishop Yvette Flunder, Michael Bernard Beckwith, Bishop Jack Bomar, Reverend Paulette Pipe, Reverend Sylvia Sumter, and our closer is Reverend Sheila McKeithen. Beautiful, beautiful. So we have a lot of representation across CSL, across Hillside, Agape, Unity, Unity Urban Ministerial School, and we've got some fabulous workshop presenters and some awesome music. I know one of those workshop presenters really well. I'm trying to remember his name. His name is Galen McDowell. That's him. That's right. That's right. (laughs) So you definitely want to come and hear all of those wonderful speakers. And I'm going to be doing a workshop on prosperity you definitely yes. don't want to miss it. It's going to be awesome. And one of the speakers that I'm actually always looking forward to, I'm looking forward to hearing everybody, but I know that in the midst of being a presenter and uh, at workshops and things of that nature, I'm going to miss a few people. But the person that I'm looking forward to hearing that I haven't heard in person in a while, but pandemics and other things of that nature is uh, Dr. Will Coleman, who's also a friend of this show. I, I, you know, he, he amazes yes. me and I'll just leave it at that. He amazes Well, he's been my teacher for 12 years. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He amazes me. Uh, I was like, man, you know, he's, 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 you know, I don't, I don't think he would be insulted when I would say he's sort of like our Dr. Rocco Erico. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, right. You know, but, like, but it's, it, it, but it goes deeper. Deeper. Yes. Yes. You I'm know, just using he, yeah, I mean, he ties in language like Rocco does, but he ties in not only one language, I mean, but Greek, Multiple. Latin. Yeah. Yeah. Hebrew, and, yeah. And it's just so powerful. 
you know, uh, yeah. you know, and all type of different things that also brings to the table. I mean, he's a literal genius. So anyway, he's here somewhere saying somebody said something nice about me. So, yes. <laughs> so but he's not the only genius on the table. I believe all of the people that are workshop presenters, speakers are literal geniuses in their field. They are people who've been working to bring about a transformation in human consciousness, not just in the black community around the world, but in the world community and in the collective consciousness. And I just want to make sure, go ahead, excuse me. Yeah, I just want to say about Will Coleman, the reason that he's not a keynote is because he has so much to say and you get more time in the workshop. (laughs) And I also want to share, you know, in addition to the fabulous Reverend Galen McDowell, there's Reverend Sandra Campbell, Reverend Karen Jolly Douglas, Reverend Michelle Jordan, who's also on our music team, um, Reverend Kevin Ross, Reverend Vernell Nelson, Reverend Elzia Sekou, Dr. Liza Swadarsky, and Reverend Vianella Vaughn Austin. Beautiful, beautiful. And we have some musical guests as well. Oh, yeah. We got some powerful music. We got uh, Bukeka, Lakemore, Astra Nicholson, John Stringer, Michelle Jordan and uh, Lee Langston. And these are these are high level people. I mean, most of them have been on some international stages and some of them are songwriters and we're going to take music from Africa all the way up to present time. We're going on the journey of celebrating our soul that kind of way. And I know Esther, um, she's been on the show I think I was, yeah, I'm almost positive I was a part of some group with her. We were working on something some years ago. She told me she used to be a singer with uh, for Rod Stewart, and she traveled the oh, world yeah. singing yeah. with him. And I was like, wow, you know, uh, yeah, you know, you just never know who you're talking to and what they've right. experienced and what they've been through. So, um, so with this program, who's producing it? Who's putting on this Celebrating Our Soul conference? That's a beautiful thing people of African descent. New Thought Group is the name of a corporation. We're newly incorporated. We came together to incorporate for the purposes of this conference, but to continue to build this network. And these are ministers that are across um, all of the different places I mentioned, CSL, Unity, um, you know, um, Independence, and um, some of the offshoots of Unity, like the Urban Ministerial School and um, it's just a really great group of 12 people who have come together. We've been working on this for two years. By the time the conference comes, it'll be two and a half years, right? Mm-hmm. And it's only, it's less than three months away. Beautiful, beautiful. So how can people register? Because I know there's some people saying, hey, what's going on with this? Because I sent this to a friend of mine and she was saying that she's trying to convince her husband to go now her husband is not a part of the new thought movement she is and she's like no i have to be at this i had to let him know we have to take off and he's he has a very busy career so you know when people hear about what's happening they want to be a part of it so how can they register go to our website www.padntg people of african descent new thought group dot org and there's everything there. There's backgrounds on the speakers. There's information of, there's a registration room. There's 
information about the activities, the schedules there. If you want to be a vendor, you can sign up to be a vendor. If you want to, uh, you can choose your workshop schedule. There's a link on there to choose which workshops you want to attend. There's dialogue with each other. There's community. There's a space for our sponsors, information about our sponsors, information about the hotels available. Everything about the conference is there. You can find it. www.padntg.org. So you have the information to make sure that you can go register and do what you need to do to get the ball rolling so you can be in the house. You know, the world is opening back up now. And, you know, as Reverend Celeste mentioned, creating a vortex, creating a, a space of collective consciousness makes a difference because, you know, to quote, the master teacher, Jesus, where two or three are gathered together in my name. And name doesn't mean saying Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We're talking about the consciousness, the awareness, or in his language, literally in Aramaic, it means uh, according to my method or my understanding or the way I do it. So as we come together in a collective consciousness, we can lift up everybody that's a part of that consciousness. In other words, you can get a higher benefit from being around people of high consciousness, just like Absolutely. mob mentality allows people to do things mentally, it, you know, and in action, words and actions that they normally wouldn't do by themselves. You know, sometimes despicable things in mob action. Well, what happens when you reverse it? When you start getting around people of high spiritual consciousness, of high spiritual character, what can you do? What can you aligned with mentally what can you see spiritually if you're around people of such high spiritual consciousness for that many days i'm telling you it's life-changing it's absolutely life-changing you can be part of transforming the planet because with all of us together you know some stuff is going to flip yes. you can say i was part of that vibe <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, without going into the details of and I'm, I'm, I know you're familiar with I'm trying to remember his name now. I don't want to butcher his name. The guy who wrote Power Versus Force. And he used to show up at uh, Reverend Beckwith's conferences. Dr. Um, Dr. David, not David Hawkins. Is it David Hawkins? It might be David. But anyway, he would talk. It? Oh, gosh. You, you know it's bugging my brain now. Yeah, that's bugging mine. <laughs> Wayne, Do Wayne Dwyer keeps coming. I said, no, it's not him. Um, but um, yeah. 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 It's uh, uh, David Hawkins, Dr. David Hawkins. I was right. It was David Hawkins. Okay. Yeah. And David Hawkins talks about in Power Versus Force, what type of levels of consciousness are needed to offset the negative consciousness in the world. And he, because he was a scientist and he studied this from a scientific point of view, he he put some percentages together in the book. You know, it's been a while since I've looked at that book, but I could just remember him saying, and I saw him actually at uh, Reverend Beckwith's conference probably about 12 or 13 years ago. And I remember him talking about how the higher you are in consciousness, the more people you can influence in the collective human consciousness and that's mm -hmm. that's that's always stuck in my mind like okay if i be lifted up i'll draw all people under me so yes. 
And it's not talking about personal Galen or personal Reverend Celeste. It's talking about the Christ in us, the I am in us. As we lift up into that higher awareness, we can pull people up into that higher awareness. As you said before, you know, we're affecting people that are not necessarily in our vicinity. We pull all these people together. We're going to make an impact in the collective consciousness of humanity. And I know that might seem unreasonable to the extremely reasonable people, but faith calls things that be not as though they were. So, (laughs) so, so definitely. So we've talked a, a lot about the who, who, what, when, but we haven't dealt with the why. Why are we doing it? Why is why does this conference exist? And I I do want to mention a couple more who's. We got the Wild Women of Kansas City okay. opening night, and we got Bird Fleming, African dance troupe, and African dancers. So, um, it is it is. And you mentioned Dr. Coleman at the outset, and this is so much about tapping into our ancestors. This is so much about where we come from, our essence, because our logo is of the Sankofa. We're looking back for that ancestral wisdom in order to move forward in a greater way. So mm-hmm. we're celebrating the, the richness of, of our culture because essentially all spirituality came for started from Africa. And so we're doing this to also let other people know that they can be free even if it doesn't look like their lives are financially free, even if it doesn't look like their, their lives are healthy, you know, there is something within them that can be awakened, that can heal, that can reveal more good in their lives. And we want people who have been afraid of, you know, stepping outside of the traditional boundaries to be able to access this information. We want New Thought not to be the big secret that people are gradually finding out about when there's something like The Secret or or when Michael Beckwith shows up on Ellen. It's, it's, it's got to be that we are able to use this teaching to, to make better lives, which is right the, the point of Universal Foundation for Better Living. It's, it's the point of um, being able to have tools that don't rely on a, a, a minister or a rabbi, but that you can use to to heal your life, that you can use to up-level your experience on this dimension. And to be able to do that in community, you know, we're basically going to have a cookout on Saturday night where we're just going to be with each other on the lawn by those beautiful fountains. I mean, just being in community, all that we've been getting in the visioning has been about us just being so joyful of being together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the wonderful consciousness that we share, we don't have to explain ourselves because we can use shorthand to discuss what it is that we mean when we're talking about the presence of God in us and as us. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I love that. And I think it's really important to understand that in the Black community, I'm just going to talk about the United States because I don't know enough to speak about other communities. I've been there, but I don't I don't feel as though I have enough understanding of some communities to speak about the things they deal with in their communities. Um, when when I first started to come to Christ Universal Temple, I'd already knew about the church for years because I grew up in the neighborhood of the old church. I literally went to grammar school 
a block and a half away from the school. I mean, from the uh, from the old church building. So the people in the neighborhood talked about Johnny Coleman, some positively, others negatively. But it wasn't about Johnny Coleman as much as what they felt as though she was proclaiming. They thought that she was breaking the boundaries of church and teaching this heretical message that was going to send people to hell and all of this stuff. And all she cared about was money. And you had to have a Cadillac to park in the parking lot, all type of silly stuff. And I can say that literally because I lived in the neighborhood. It wasn't theory. I'm not hearing what some, I mean, my, I ain't gonna say my friends, but literally one of my friends, mom and aunt literally took a whole good afternoon talking about Johnny Coleman. I didn't know who she was. <laughs> well, but you know, but I grew up down the street from the new church. Yeah. And my mother used to say, oh, them positive thinking people. And I could never understand what was wrong with that. <laughs> right. Right. So, so, and, and I think this is important because you said this message doesn't need to be a secret. And I think it's important for that conversation to happen in our community because when I, I'll never forget when my when my buddy's mom and you know I'm being respectful because I'm about 15 years old, and obviously I was raised to respect my elders. I was raised to not step out of pocket when you're talking to elders. So I'm trying to be as respectful as possible, and everything she's saying doesn't make sense to me. She's saying, you know, they're teaching people that you know, you know, to, to get a lot of money. I'm like, what's wrong with having money? To teach people, you know, that God wants you to have a big house and a big car. And I'm like, what's wrong with having a big, nice house and a nice car that you want to drive? <laughs> if anything, it was making me want to look at the place. <laughs> because why would any of these things be wrong? It was, it was amazing to me. And, and it, like I said before, that positive thing, you know, the Bible is this and the, Jesus said that and et cetera, et cetera. And I just said, you know, really honestly, you know, I don't see anything wrong with what they're saying. If that's what you're saying, they're saying. And I didn't still didn't go to the church for years after that. But I remember the conversation because it made what they were saying just didn't add up to me. And I think if our community had an opportunity to get this new thought message in a greater way, it could deal with many of the things that that impact our community, health, wealth mental well-being, emotional well-being, you know, mental health is a big issue in our community and new thought addresses relationships. relationships. Yes. It addresses life at its core because it addresses the individual and the individual's own consciousness. What do you think? What do you feel? What do you believe? What do you understand? What's your point of view? What's your context? What's the paradigm you live out, out of? And then we give you the paradigm of there's one presence and one power and you're an individualized expression of that one power you already hold and your mind is creative and it has power to, to work in alignment with the creative forces of the universe to create good in your life. You can be still and understand this presence through prayer and meditation, sitting in the silence and visioning, whatever term people like to use, that there are universal laws that govern everything. And when you work with these laws, you can produce the good you want. This is what our community needs to understand at a greater level. And right. as we're and um I, I'm gonna see if I can find the video because I don't know which way what it is because I love Reverend Ike, like love Reverend Ike. And Reverend Ike is telling somebody 
on a clip or whatever, that this type of thinking wasn't just for Napoleon Hill and the Think and Grow Rich crowd or the Norman Vincent Peale, that this same message that that the white community had in America, no shade, it's just they had it and we didn't. He said this same message is for us, too, because if they can right. use it to get good, because Napoleon Hill and Norman Vincent Peale only borrowed from the New Thought Movement and claimed it to be their own. Right. Norman Vincent Peale was friends with the Holmes. Yes. Ernest Holmes and his brother Fenwick. That's, you know, this is, this is direct, (laughs) you know, from the founder. Yes. You know, that's, that's something else when you sit down and think about it. And some of the other people that are considered positive thinking preachers, we know without naming names, we know our stuff when we hear it. I'll just say it that way. Yeah. We know our stuff when we hear it. yeah, and they can cover it up and, and throw some old old religion on it to make the people happy, but they're still talking truth principles that that we use. Right. You know, and, and the thing is, people don't even realize that by hanging on to that old religion, they're holding on to things that are no longer applicable. Like mm. you can't wear blended fabrics. Well, all of us would be running around here half naked if we didn't have polyester and things like that. And and that was according to that culture. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned Rocco Erico. He's the one that taught me that there's seven different ways to interpret the Bible. You know, there's symbolisms and, and, and the languages have changed over time. And people are using old language, which has old meaning and is not relevant to today. Yes, so new yes. thought is really what we need. <laughs> yes, yes. And I believe, I, I think I had you on one of the shows when I did the Johnny Coleman Civil Rights Leader of the Mind. I think you were on one of those. I'm trying to remember. Well, I was on the Black uh, Black Lives Matter series. Black Lives Matter series. Okay, yes. Because what I was trying to say with the Johnny Coleman Civil Rights Leader of the Mind was a lot of these early Black New Thought people might not have been viewed as civil rights, civil rights leaders, but... In all actuality, they were doing the transformation and consciousness work that was necessary to set up things. And not to mention, right. you know, Re- Reverend Coleman literally funded stuff that people didn't know. <laughs> but anyway, so, you know, we're, we're, well, you know, Sidney Poitier, who was big in civil rights, was was basically had the new thought philosophy. Yes, you know? yes, yes. And um, and I, I, I somebody said Belafonte, yes. And what's funny, even though I wouldn't call him a metaphysician, but what's interesting was just a couple of days ago, LeBron James was on Twitter and he did a QA and a with his fans. And one of his fans said, LeBron, what's your favorite book of all time? And he wrote back The Alchemist. Excellent. See, the, the, the message is getting out there. The Alchemist is very metaphysical, very metaphysical. And you're seeing, yes, and you're seeing the same message show up over and over again. People just aren't telling folks unless they ask, what are you reading? What's impacting your soul? What are some of the things that you use to get ahead? And and over and over again, people revert back to some of the things we're studying. Tony Robbins, who's probably the biggest self-help coach on the planet literally started his four or five billion dollar company with one book. Uh, I believe it was The Magic of Believing. It's a new thought book. Right. And he said when he was a teenager, he got this book. 
and named it. It's public. It's not something he's hiding. So we're saying we're going to bring the best people in our community into one place, one place. And and we're going to shift the consciousness of the world. You want to be there. And I mean that literally. I'm not saying that metaphorically. I'm not saying that for religious conversation. I'm saying that because I really believe that people who show up will be impacted by the collective consciousness and go back into their communities. And we will be a paradigm shift for the collective consciousness of all the world. So, and. And we do have people coming from Africa, from England, from Jamaica, from different parts of the world. Mm -hmm. So they're going to go back to their countries, too, Mm -hmm. and bring that energy. Beautiful, beautiful. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I have as my guest today, Reverend Celeste Frazier. We're talking about the Celebrating Our Soul Conference at Unity Village. We want to make sure that you have all the information you need to be able to make a choice, a choice for your own empowerment, a choice for your own transformation, a choice for your own breakthrough, and something that I think that we didn't mention earlier, Reverend Celeste, when you're around a collective consciousness like this, the possibility of healing is also present. Oh, and we're also having energy healers come in. All right. So see, so, see. so this is what, what, what happens is sometimes your body can't keep up with the transformation that's happening with you spiritually. So we have people there who are going to do pranic healing, who are going to do Reiki, who are going to do, you know, these different modalities that will help you to process some of the spiritual growth that comes at you so quickly, so intensely and and so completely that sometimes the body needs to adjust to that. So we're giving that as a perk to uh, make sure that people have the opportunity to process some of the stuff that are transforming because your spirit will receive it. Sometimes your body needs to catch up. Beautiful, beautiful. So as we work in that level of collective consciousness, there's also the support to help you ground it in your being, spirit, soul, body. So that's even a greater benefit. And I'm sure that was in one of those emails you sent me and and it got past me. But I'm glad that my intuition brought that up so that could be a part of the conversation as well. So, Reverend Celeste, what's the cost for all of this? Well, right now it's 440 is the regular price. 
and that covers meals. So that covers your meals on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And um, there's a couple of Airbnbs on the campus. So some people who haven't made it on the hotel, everybody that's in the hotel and the Airbnbs, they get the breakfast built in. But any of our hotels are always providing breakfast for everybody. And it also includes the opportunity to, you know, participate in some dancing. You know, we're going to have some times when, you know, we're going to have a DJ, we're going to have some some wonderful meals and I did some taste testing. So it's going to be off the chain. I'm just going to say, and they're getting things like a, a medical doctor is going to be addressing black health. You know, um, another one of our music team members is going to be helping to show how to heal through singing and sound and movement. And, you know, we've got people who are doing storytelling and we've got people who are talking about the cradle of spirituality, Africa, and how they're breaking it down, the relationship between African spirituality and new thought and how all of the roots of who we are are there. So we've got some wonderful experts and like you say, the beautiful grounds, the, the luscious, you know, uh, vibration as well as green grasses. There's a nature walk, um, you know, the, for about 55 people, they can go on a bus tour into the city where we'll be uh, exploring some of the black history that is uh, prominent in Kansas City, like the Black Baseball Hall of Fame and Black Jazz, you know, uh, History Museum, and and some wonderful things. And um, we just we just have a lot of stuff for people to be in their joy around. Okay, so I just know? want to be clear: the conference fee and the hotel are not the same. The conference costs is a the, right. The, hotel the conference cost includes. Yeah, includes food, okay. um, but the hotel is separate. Okay. So because we already filled up with all of our presenters, we've already filled up the hotel there because there's only 49 rooms there. But we have five hotels that, that have room blocks for us that'll give you a, a great rate. We are encouraging people to either go to the Holiday Inn or the Hampton Inn. They're the very closest but none of the hotels that we're in agreement with have more are more than a 30 minute drive away. Most of them are within 10 minutes. Right. Right. And I've been there before where I stayed across the highway about 10 minutes away. I believe it was at the Hampton some years ago. Yeah. That was so if we, if we, you know, we thought we had a transportation source, but if that doesn't come through, you know, it's not going to be that expensive an Uber ride. I mean, you're talking about Missouri. It's not like an Uber ride in New York or Chicago, or LA, right. you know, so um, we're working on doing everything that we can so that this is a great experience for everybody. And the last time I was in Unity Village, which was last year, <laughs> I can legitimately say that I took Uber several places <laughs> and the Uber was way cheaper than it is in Chicago. I was like, man, these Uber prices need to be the same everywhere. And I mean, I was going like, take me to the what city to the store to get whatever for my room. And, you know, we were gone and back. And yeah, I mean, and one person waited for me. I said, hey, I'm running to this store, grab what I needed. And the person was there waiting for me and then took me back. So I'm not saying they're going to wait for you the whole conference, but you can invite them into the conference. If they're willing to pay, they can come and get some of that consciousness as well. So that <laughs> that that definitely makes a difference. So uh, Reverend Celeste, what makes this different from another conference or retreat? 
Ah, well, first I'm going to deal with just a non-spiritual retreat, and then I'm going to deal with a spiritual retreat, and then I'm going to deal with what we're giving. A, a regular retreat is not going to have people who are available to give you meditation, to guide you through meditation in the morning, to they may have someone who will help you do some yoga, but we have a yoga expert who's coming in who has a spiritual background to guide people through doing their yoga. So mind, body, spirit. We also have this cultural um, exchange. You know, for people who are now more interested in knowing about Black people before George Floyd um, than they were before George Floyd's murder, you know, be in the culture, understand the culture. You don't have to be afraid of it if you're a non-Black person, right? So in this retreat, I don't think anybody necessarily has not only the, the physical ambience, but the spiritual tools that we're giving people. We're going to go through a diversity, equity, and inclusion conversation Saturday morning with Michelle Senegal. We're going to go through a guided meditation with Paulette Pipe to help us heal through that conversation. We're not shying away from the things that we're dealing with in everyday life. We're bringing them all. Like Gayla said, he's bringing prosperity. You know, we're bringing health. We're bringing stuff around relationships. We're bringing stuff around our intergenerational history that needs healing. You know, we're all about it. And so you're not going to find this anywhere else. Right, right. You know, one of the things that um, I was talking with my wife about something yesterday and uh, talking about healing in our own community. And this is something that's very unique to, to uh, people of color. I'm not going to just say black people around the world, but people of color around um, skin tone. And it, mm -hmm. it, it reminded me of, you know, and I almost don't want to say this over a podcast, but it's a part of our culture. Uh, where people would talk about the the infamous paper bag test. Right. You know, like, okay, uh, are you at least as light as this paper bag before people would sometimes accept you as being too dark? And it was like, I totally forgot about that. And I remember, I, it, because it's just my my brain just, you know, you know, sometimes you just like, oh, let me leave that alone so I can go toward what I desire and what I want to produce in life. Right. And it just gotcha. dropped from my mind. And it reminded me when my mom first moved into the, my grandparents first moved into a all-white neighborhood in Chicago when she was a child. My mom was a dark-skinned woman and my, uh, because my grandfather was a dark-skinned man. And the only Black people that lived in the neighborhood were people who were for lack of terms, people used to say could pass, you know, and it was like, you know, being treated differently because of skin tone in our community is something that's still happening. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's weird. It's crazy to me. Uh, but the conditioning of lighter means you're closer to white means somehow you're prettier, better or smarter or whatever. It's such a ridiculous statement. It's, it needs to be healed in our community. You know, as we yeah. start talking about working on our stuff, you know, obviously there's stuff in the world that we have to work on that impacts us, but it's also working on our stuff. And I think that that's so important 
to say the least, that we definitely have to make sure that we are um, coming together to have these honest conversations. One of the things about you that I love amongst many things, you know, you're precious to me is you don't back down from the hard conversations. No. I, I think that that's important. Sometimes conversations can be uncomfortable. Yeah. But if they, but if we suppress it, it ends it's up. Unhealthy. It's unhealthy. It's just, yeah. it, you know, it, it literally hurts the soul, you know, yeah. and, and if we're celebrating our souls, we can't be harming them at the same time. Yeah. And so what people don't realize who are not in our black experience or a, a person of color's experience, because Latina people experience mm-hmm. this and Asian people to a certain degree do as well. Mm-hmm. Like when you have things that happen, like happen on Saturday in Brooklyn, there's a physiological response that we have when we are trying to process the pain of that, because not only does does fear come up, but there's also just a sense of feeling so sorry for the people and their families, because we know this after centuries and centuries of this kind of abuse. And, you know, I facilitate diversity conversations twice a month and we have to process this kind of stuff because in the book that we've been reading for a year, which is cast, you know, it's the reason for the high blood pressure. It's the reason for the heart disease. It's a reason for the diabetes. Metaphysically, Louise Hay will tell you diabetes comes from an idea that life has lost its sweetness. Mm. So we have to be able to address these physical challenges with spiritual principles. And and particularly the black experience has been one that we have embodied so long, people don't even think about what the cause of the root causes are. We just deal with trying to get healed from it. But we have to deal with all of it. Well, I don't know if you ever met her before, um, but uh, Reverend Coleman's original prem ministry director was Reverend Christina Knox Walthall. I don't know if you ever met her before. She passed away in the early 2000s. Hmm. She was, she was, I know some Walthalls, but I wonder if Walthall was her husband's name, though. It wasn't her. Okay. She was a Knox. Uh, And she was trained in Unity Village by James Dillon Freeman for Silent Unity and whatever. Mm. Actually, she was a student of George Lamb's. I have to tell you some of those conversations offline one day, uh, which are really great. When she went to Unity Village as one of the few black people, that was the year Lamza was teaching at Unity Village, just random, one of the wow. years. So, but anyway, she used to say to me, Galen, sometimes we have to go to the doctor to have surgery so we can get our thoughts cut out. <laughs> yes. And man, and you know, so when we would talk about stuff, you know, and I would just go up and, you know, and just spend time with her as much as I could just sit in her office before I was working at CUT. And then when we have slow moments, I would just go in, I would just sit with her and just to hear someone say, we have to go get our thoughts cut out. You think you're having surgery to get rid of the, whatever the abnormality in your body. But she was saying, no, they're just cutting your thoughts out. It started with a thought, man. Man, it's it, it it really impacts us in ways in which we don't recognize. Um, 
is is I don't remember this person will be from your field of new thought. Jack Addington, he had a book called it's been out of print, Psychogenesis. Everything begins in the mind. And you know, what does a healthier community, black community look like when we're dealing with the things that we're suppressing into the cells of our body? Yes. Real. The trauma and drama and things of that nature. You know, my wife owns a mental health company. So I'm very present to the things that, you know, what I heard giving away, obviously, people's private stuff. But when she starts talking about the things that people are dealing with, either her or her her um, practitioners, a lot of people have a lot of trauma in their bodies. They have reaction yes. to stuff. Yeah. And, and that can be healed. Yes. It, it can be healed. And, you know, this is a place that you could get into the vibration. I know that's a large promise. I know it's a large promise, but I believe so strongly in this message. Like you, I've dedicated my life to it. So I'm not going to back down on what I believe is possible for people when they get around a high collective consciousness of wholeness and healing. Yeah, we're all about it. We're going to get we're going to get some healing happening one way or the other. We're going to do it through prayer. We're going to do it through meditation. We're going to do it through body work. We're going to do it through yoga. We're going to do it through the good word. We're going to do it, you know, through good community, you know, every kind of way that we can. Absolutely. So I know that you're taking an exceptionally active role in making sure that this has happened. I remember being a part of the early talks of this before life got a little bit too busy in the midst of the pandemic. And I had to focus on CUT stuff, you know, in all honesty. Um, But you jumped on it from, from jump street. You were, you were on it. Those early meetings, you were on it. We're visioning. We're going to vision. We're going to talk. No, we're not getting off this point until we have a decision. You were on it. And I've seen you carry this not only in action, but in consciousness, not just you, obviously it's other people, but I know that the active role that you've taken in this, why is this so important to you? Why are you taking such an active role in coordinating this conference? Okay, I'm going to try not to cry um, because it's too important for all the reasons that we've talked about. It's yeah. too important. People are telling us that they have prayed for this. Yeah. People are saying, this is exactly what we need right now. People are saying that, I, I never thought this would happen. You know, it's so important that we heal. It's so important that we take care of each other. It's so important that we we use our spiritual tools to, to build real community. You talked about, you know, how we've been separated, how we separate each other. You know, we, we've tried to... Um, alienate ourselves thinking that perhaps by association, you know, people might think something differently about them. But when you know that there's something that is good for you, and because, you know, you were at my ordination, my, my, my ordination and all of my installations were all about all of new thought. It was never Mm -hmm. only about religious science. It was Everybody was always invited because I consider myself a new thought minister above and beyond everything else. Mm -hmm. And so what I know is that it needs to happen. 
You know, we can go back to the days when Michael Beckwith was told he couldn't be the minister in Orange County because they weren't ready for a black minister. This man is known all over the world now. Right. Mm -hmm. Thank God he had to not try to make himself small, but allow his spirit to take him to where he could be of greatest benefit to the world. We right. know Johnny Coleman wasn't allowed to stay in Unity Village because she was black and had to walk to class in the rain. We know that our ancestors in the New Thought movement have paved the way for something better. And we get to enjoy those fruits. And doggone it, we need to celebrate it. Absolutely. 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 So when this thing is over, what do you want people to leave with? Wow. Just that you know, healed lives, you know, a greater sense of community, a greater sense of connection, um, a less division, you know, more spiritual juice and food and, and really feeling whole because the more whole people there are in this world, the greater joy there can be for all of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to make sure before we wrap up that um, you give people again the opportunity to find out, you know, how can they get in contact with the conference to be able to register today? You know, you know, follow your intuition. If this is impacting your soul and your soul is saying, I need to be there. I always tell people, if you figure, if you decide, God will figure out a way if you decide. Yes. So yes. let's make sure that you make that decision. So how can they www dot p-a-d-n-t-g dot org all right one more time <laughs> www.padntg.org so so register do what you need to do get your air your, your register get your plane tickets get your hotel do what you need to be able to do to be there you know uh, i'm pushing this hard because i believe in it i'm pushing it hard not because i'm one of the speakers I'm pushing it hard because I know without a shadow of a doubt that this is a world changing event. Because again, when you bring this many people of high consciousness in one space, it can't help but shift the world. And you want to be a part of the collective consciousness of wholeness, of healing, of prosperity. And when you're in a space that celebrates you, not just tolerates you, yes, but celebrates you. It's a healing balm for the soul. When you show up and you say, wow, you know, these people look like me. They talk like me. They act like me. We like the same music. We eat the same food. We've had many of the same experiences. Uh, we have many of the same points of views. We like the same movies. Now, I'm not saying that, that just because you're black, you're going to always like all the same things. I'm not saying that by no stretch of the imagination. But there's some commonality to that. And being a, a person who's a friend of the culture, we invite you to the picnic. Come on to the cookout. Yes. <laughs> we want you to be yes. a part of, of what we're doing because here's the thing. When it's all said and done, until we can get to a space of oneness, where we're not colorblind, but what I would like to call, um, um, I have a term that I just dropped from my mind, but the concept behind it is not colorblind, but respectful and loving of all the variety of colors that God shows up as creation, 
that then gives us an opportunity to heal the world. So pro-black does not mean anti-anything. Right. All right. You know, and I, I do want to close with, with this before I'm going to give you the last word. Um, many years ago, I said to a very prominent person in, in the self-help movement uh, that was asking me about the Black Lives Matter uh, conf- uh, situations that were happening around the world. And the person was asking me some legitimate questions and I uh, and had some concerns about it. And all I said was, look, it's not about an organization as much as it is about an idea. I said, who would walk up to a, a breast cancer uh, walk and say prostate cancer matters or pancreatic cancer matters? All cancer kills everybody. And I'm not trying to bring the vibration of this talk down, but I'm just trying to bring a real life example. A person would say, we're not saying that those things don't matter and that your life has not been impacted or that what you're going through is diminished or devalued. We're saying we're focusing on what we need to heal with our issue. What we need to celebrate for the survivors with our issue. And as we get our stuff together, when we put it in the collective, it makes everything else better. So celebrating the soul gives us an opportunity to heal, to transform, to visualize, envision a greater good and opportunity for people of African descent all around the world. And trust me, that will help the collective consciousness of humanity rise. Reverend Celeste. This is an important event. We are important people. All of us are. And so when we move through challenges, we all notice. Some of us talk about it more perhaps than others. Some of us don't understand the gravity of the impact. Um, But if you know that today you can't get something on your grocery shelf because something's happening in Ukraine, then you know that we don't live in silos. Everything that happens to one of us has an impact on all of us. Mm-hmm. And so we have had a lot of trauma over the last two and a half years, basically everything plague, you know, we're having, you know, various I, uh, expressions of, of famine, you know, um, killing, you know, we have to find something within us that is not driven by fear, but that is driven by love. And this is the kind of event, and this is the kind of philosophy and way of life that will help us not try to fit into a mold of what is good or try to separate ourselves from something that's bad, but actually take ownership of our lives in a way that is healing the old thoughts, the limiting thoughts, the not enough thoughts, and that are awakening us to the power that is within us. It is the divine power. You may call it God, Elohim, Yahweh, Allah, whatever that is within you, it does the work. And we want to support ourselves and being available to it and be part of the solution, part of reinstilling the joy in our lives and part of promoting love in a greater way. Beautiful, beautiful. I thank you, Reverend Celeste Frazier for coming on the show, um, you know, we know that this is going to go everywhere and people that need to hear it, they will see it. The grace of God will present it right 
up in front of them on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitch, Stitcher, Podbean, or through the unit mind, body, spirit, dot uh, FM app or website, whatever is necessary for them to get this message, they will receive it through the same presence and power of love and grace that you just mentioned. So I just thank you for being a channel, for being a conduit for this divine expression and intention to flow because we know that it takes an open and receptive mind and heart for God to do its work. So thank you for being you with that. We're going to, you're welcome with that. We're going to wrap up next week. I'll be back on teaching the power of intention series. So I look forward to being with you next week with truth transforms. Take care. God bless. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patris, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.